This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by professional better Raheem Palmer. This is the Wednesday workshop. We break down the games for Wednesday slate. We go in depth on how Raheem comes to his conclusions about where the values to be found. We talk about the lines, the factors. All of that, all of his information and more can be found in the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your bets, get up to the second information on where the money and tickets are coming in on, track where our models have the game at, props, sides, totals, everything, plus our analysis, and you can track Raheem's picks in the app as well. Check it out wherever you get your apps on your mobile device, the Action Network app. Raheem, how you doing, man? I'm going good. Life is good. I can't complain. Weird time with all this NBA in the NBA right now with all the COVID stuff and everything like that. So we're just trying to navigate the board and try to avoid these landmines. All right. So let's talk about that. So right now we've got the heater decimated by it. The nets have been hit by a, a really severe case. They're down to eight players. We're recording this Tuesday night. Um, they're down to eight players. The uh, Hornets continue to have issues. LaMelo ball is not back yet. Terry Rozier just got, got out. The bulls obviously hugely impacted the Lakers canceled practice today. Like it's a mess. It's a mess. And we're back here with not being able to really know what to expect. I know that for in general, you're going to, you're going to preach caution and, and be sure. I guess the biggest question I have for you is I'm somebody that has like, I like to get mine in early. Like I bet the night before I want to get ahead of the number shifts. Um, I also like being able to look at it as it evolves during the day. If I want to do like, if I want to take another position to cash out, I want to be able to see how the line has evolved. Um, I've gotten good CLV, which we've talked about how like that's not going to win you bets, but you can at least feel good about your process. Um, however, given the circumstances, are we at a spot where if you're going to bet these games and you need to be betting them basically the hour before to know the before tip to know exactly who's going to play? I'm going to be honest, I still think that's too late because you would okay. miss so much value. Like when you look at tonight's Warriors versus Knicks game, if you waited to the last minute to bet that, that line opened at minus three and a half. You could have got that to three and a half, and now we're sitting at five and a half, six. So for me, my process is to bet the morning up. That's my favorite time to bet. I'm trying to get up at 7, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm trying to be locked in on the markets, trying to read what the beat writers are saying about who's going to play that night. Cause I think that's the best time where you get an idea of who's going to play. You may get some last minute news. Like today you got some last minute news on art and going into the protocol. But for the most part, I think sometimes you have to be able to, you have to be willing to say, you know what? I missed out on this. And if you're sitting by your computer or your phone, you can say, you can just try to bet it back at a small move at a slower moving book. Should things since you get some news that it's just against you. So you still think getting in earlier to get the best line and best value on the number 
even with the COVID stuff and then come back in on the other side if the COVID stuff impacts you. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. But I mean, for me, I'm, I'm not really doing too much stuff the night before. I'm trying to do it the day of because I think yeah. that's when you have the best opportunity. All right. Well, what's your I know that you're short on options because we have so much uncertainty. What's your best play for Wednesday? Well, I'm going to actually go with the Lakers. And I know they miss they miss practice because of COVID. I'm not going to put this in now. But when you look at the Lakers, they haven't played in a couple of days. They played the Magic the other day. Um, it's pretty easy victory. And then you look at this Mavericks team. They're going to be missing Luka Doncic for the third straight game. And this is not a team. Look, the Lakers have struggled on both sides of the ball. But when I look at this team, this is not a t- like this Mavericks team is not a team that's just going to completely punish the Lakers offensively. When I when I look at the matchup wise, the Lakers they're tenth in points at the rim. Mm-hmm. What are the Mavericks? They're not able to truly stop teams at the rim. The twenty first in opponent field goal percentage at the rim, giving up sixty five percent. They don't defend the perim- perimeter very well. They're twenty second in opponent three point field goal percentage. And when you look at this offense, this offense is, is truly struggling. So I think this is a good get-right spot for the Lakers. My model actually makes this three-and-a-half with the Mavericks at full strength, but obviously Luka isn't playing, so you lose a playmaker. LeBron is probable for tomorrow, and if he's playing, I just think this is a, this is a spot where the Lakers can get right, and I, I kind of want to jump in. Yeah, Mavericks have played really well without Luka, right? They're coming off that big win versus the Hornets. I was on the Hornets in that game, and that, that burned. What does your model make this number? Makes it three and a half, assuming that both teams are at full strength. Okay. But I mean, obviously, you're losing Luke, Luca, which is pretty much a big part of that. So if LeBron James is playing, I'm, I'm kind of expecting this line to close it close to a pickup. Okay. Uh, so do you have to have LeBron playing in this matchup to play the Lakers? Yes. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not playing this with oh. LeBron. <laughs> All right. Um, I just wanted to, wanted to check and see that. So um, I've got two different numbers I've got matchup based and then like power rating. My power rating has this at uh, I've got I'm on the the Lakers either way as long as LeBron plays full season numbers for power rating I've got this as basically I've got it Mavericks minus one so I'm getting a point and a half value there um, on matchup which factors in transition and half court I've got the Lakers as significant favorites in this matchup because the my numbers like hate the Mavericks offense like my numbers just like the transition and half court stuff is just so bad. Um, that it does not work out to their advantage. The Lakers defense has been a lot better. I think that's another reason to go in on this. Uh, is there any point, let's say LeBron is, it, so if you're at three and a half, Luca, how much do you think Luca's worth to your spread? Around two and a half, three points. He does so much for the offense. Obviously, it doesn't show on, on off numbers. Donkic this year, he's actually a negative <laughs> differential offensively. And yeah. I'm just not, I don't, obviously that's not capturing how good Luca is, but I think in this matchup against the Lakers, they're going to need his playmaking. Yeah. It's less about like the best way if they look at the plus minus numbers is not how good a player is. The best way I look at it is like, how is the team? Is it working? And I will say like this, like the Mavericks have not, it has not worked with Luca on the floor this year. It hasn't. I mean, you mm-hmm. can, you can argue with it. You can say this, that, and the other like Mavericks fans are like, well, it's Dwight Powell. And I was like, okay. So I gave him the numbers, which is, Without Dwight Powell on the floor, the Mavericks are still getting outscored with Luka on the court. There's no connection that I can find. Like, I look for those. That's why I specifically look for is, okay, if a superstar player has a negative net rating, if they're getting beat when the guy's on the floor, what player is dragging down the star player? There isn't one for Dallas. There's not one. Like, I'm not saying that that's because of Luka. Again, this isn't Luka's playing badly, so the Mavericks are getting beat. It is 
the Mavericks are not playing well with Luca on the floor. Those are two different things, but they're not playing as badly when Luca's not on the court. I will say that Dwight Powell without Luca is a disaster. Like those minutes are horrible, right? Mm-hmm. He's played less in these games without Luca. So that's one of the reasons why I think that they're, they've been really good. Like their defense was great in the OKC game and their offense got going versus a Thunder or a Charlotte team that allows a really sky high three point rate. Like um, Charlotte gives up um, a bottom six. Like they are one, two, three, they are sixth in three point rate allowed. Yeah. So it makes sense that a Mavericks team that was generating a lot of, sh- of three pointers not good ones, I would say, but generating a lot of three-pointers but couldn't knock them down, got great open looks and finally hit some. I don't think that happens versus this uh, versus this Lakers team. I don't. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. And, and like, look, the Lakers are 18th in defensive uh, three-point rate allowed. It's not stellar, right? So like, that's kind of the concern here is that Dallas is able to generate enough threes that they wind up hitting it. But the Lakers also are allowing the 10th lowest percentage. Now, a lot of the analytics wonks will tell you that percentage on threes is not as correlated, especially above the break with success rather than attempts. But I do think the Lakers will be able to do a good enough job defensively, given how well they've played over the last two weeks. They're six in defensive rating the last two weeks. They've gotten it together on that end. That's big. Um, so I think I'm with you on this. Got to wait for LeBron to be in. If he's announced in, if they upgrade him tomorrow morning on the injury report, which comes out around, uh, that'll be probably around one o'clock Eastern, then you should be able to get value. Then if not, you're gonna have to wait till pregame Vogel will say pregame that will come in 90 minutes before tip is when Vogel will speak and you'll know LeBron plays, but we do want to be on LeBron on the Lakers. If LeBron plays, that is a, a pretty strong play. You got anything yeah. else, or does that wrap it up because everything is so messed no, up with COVID? They're actually saying Lonzo has been cleared to play. And I think if Lonzo was cleared to play, I actually like the Hornets tomorrow at three and a half. My model makes this around one and a half. I just don't think that that the, the current number at three and a half is truly capturing what the Hornets are. So that's another one I want to wait for. But when I when I look at these two teams, I'm not sure how San Antonio should be three and a half points better than this Hornets team. I've got LaMelo out for tomorrow's game in San Antonio for Hornets PR. That's coming from uh, Oh, really? Yeah, that's coming from Matthew Tyne that covers the Spurs. I saw that he was um he's been cleared to play. Yeah. Um I think the Charlotte Observer mentioned that about 10 hours ago. Okay, I will say this that if if LaMelo plays um then yeah, I'm going to be on Charlotte in that matchup. I've got that point edge there. I do think San Antonio is a little underrated by the market, but my number has a two and a half. So I'm getting about point of value on that. Um, yeah. I got another one for you. I don't have a line on it. It's blind. I have a blind line for you. You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. You'll never guess where I'm going to go. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are playing the Indiana Pacers tomorrow. Make sure that Giannis is playing. That's number one. There's no reason that he shouldn't. But if Giannis is playing, even with Chris Middleton, like this number will be low because Chris Middleton had a hyperextended knee. Right. Like he's going to miss this game. He he suffered that last night versus the Celtics. This is a Mike Budenholzer's bucks in a division spot, which is an auto play for me. And it's going to be a pretty short number. Uh, You want the numbers on it? Yeah. Mike Mike Budenholzer on the money line in division games with the Milwaukee bucks. 
43 and four, Raheem. He has won 92% of his division games with the Bucks. Uh, Mike Budenholzer division against the spread. 34, 12, and one for 74% since 2018-19. Like, this is just... The, the Pacers, from a statistical standpoint, and any model the books are going to use are going to be pretty well valued versus their record. I, I tweeted a little about this today. <laughs> the Pacers right now, Raheem, are five wins worse in ex- than their expected record because they are one and eight in games decided by three points or less. Um, but the books are probably going to put the Pacers... I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you, full strength, what do you have Pacers Bucks at? I have this, uh, wow, Bucks minus 2.669. Okay. So I would bet, like, I could be way off on this because, again, I'm doing it blind. I think probably Bucks minus three and a half. Like, that's probably where it gets to. Maybe five and a half given that, uh, given location. Like, maybe yeah. that's, that's where it lands. Um, but for me, it's a, like it's a home game, right? I'll say this: like my full, like my full season numbers, my, my numbers are like yours are going to put value on the Pacers. Like yeah. that's where the value is going to be from a number standpoint. Um, I've got this as a, I've got minus two point nine on the power rating, and I've got Bucks minus five point nine based off of the matchup. It's going to land somewhere between three and a half and five and a half. I would bet. I would be surprised if this got like. Can you see this? Maybe we're totally wrong on this, but can you see this being like the usual Bucks kind of line of like minus eight without Middleton and Lopez? That seems a little high. Like right. even when, yeah, it's like when you look at, I'm trying to think, what, what did Indiana close as a, they played Golden State yesterday. The, the Warriors closed at, what, minus three and a half yesterday? Yeah. So it's. This is going to be short. Yeah, like without Middleton, it's it's kind of like you. I'm I'm thinking three and a half, four, like maybe maybe five at maximum. Yeah, and so I think the key here is that the Bucks are still good enough to win this game with Drew. They are weak whenever they're like down everybody, like four starters, they get in trouble. But I think the Bucks coming in a bounce back spot here versus a division game, even with Middleton out, I'm going to be on the other side and I'm going to take the Bucks in this spot at some point. I do trust the trend. I do think Giannis will be able to bust them up. The Pacers, I don't think will match up well in, in this matchup, given how they play. Um, Especially they just don't have, I don't think the size to be able to match up with Giannis, like even with Turner. So I'm going to be on the, I'm going to be on the bucks. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I can't wait to see what this number comes out as. The only other one that I've got that I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, Pelicans. OKC. So the Thunder are one and a half point dogs at home to the New Orleans Pelicans. What do you have this line at? I have this number at, I actually have this number at Pelicans minus one and a half. Okay. So you've got it right on the number. Yeah. Uh, I've got the Thunder as favorites based off of both figures. Um, no Lou Dort, I think is important. The Thunder, if you're wondering why my numbers are showing that, the Thunder defense, they got cracked by 73. But in general this season, they project as a little bit better. Like if we look at 
the Pelicans, I think, are my, my numbers aren't reflecting the how the how the Pelicans have played better since getting Ingram back. Like they've been okay. Like JV's been playing really well. I, I get it. Like OKC is second in second worst in adjusted net rating. The Pelicans are fifth. I I will just say that I continue to think that the Thunder are a little underrated because when they lose, they lose badly. And when they manage to hang in, it's usually versus pretty bad teams. Uh, here's one for you. The Thunder are six and four versus teams below 500 this season. Hmm. Like for a team that's eight and 18, Raheem, they are, yeah. they are over 500 versus bad teams. So for me, I do think even with Lou Dort out, I think this is a value spot. The Pelicans defense is bad. Shea Gillers Alexander should have an easy time. He struggled versus good defenses, but he's put up good numbers versus bad defenses. Uh, I'm going to like the spot here, I think, for the Thunder. Yeah, I was, I was kind of looking at this game. I mean, my model right now is actually showing value to the under in pretty much every game. But I'm looking at this game as possible as a possible over spot. And mm. just because the Pelicans defense is so bad, and I think this is an opportunity for them to be able to score. Obviously, Lou, um, Lou Dort is out of the lineup. So I want to see where this number goes. And if we don't see t- too much movement, like I may, I may push this, push this over just it's, because I. It's 219 and a half. I've got a 221. So. Wait, you have a 221? Yeah, I've got a 221. I'm seeing 210 and a half in the market. Really? Um, there, was, there was one that was out earlier. I'm showing it on action right now at 219 and a half. I think an early line popped at 210. Ah, okay. So, that's interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong one. I'm on the wrong. That's, that is totally 100% incorrect. Ignore that. It's okay. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong one. Um, it is 210 and a half. So I've got, yeah. I've, I've got it modeled at 221. Ooh. Interesting enough, I have it modeled at 205. Okay, but you still like the over. Yeah, like I, I just think you got a, a really bad defensive team. And the Pelicans, who are just they're just going to bleed points, and I think this is one of the opportunities for the Thunder to actually score. So here's where my big edge is. I, I can tell you this: um, it's I've got a big edge in the in the half court for OKC. Like uh, the half court defense of the Pelicans is so bad. I've got the I've got OKC at ninety four point five in the half court, which is going to be on the high end. Dort probably brings that down because he's been a good shooter this year, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. even then, I still think I just think this number. I, I agree with you. Two ten and a half. I think a, a two ten and a half number for the Pelicans is low. Before we get out of here, one more total I want to ask you about because you said that most of your numbers are on the under. Yeah. The total in Memphis Grizzlies Portland Trailblazers. That one is what I was looking at because I got distracted. Is two nineteen and a half. It opened uh, to twenty and a half. So it's come down a full point. What do you have that model at? I have that at 225. Yep. I think I, I don't care about the early steam on it. I'm going to be on the over. I know that Memphis's defense is, it has waxed and waned so hard that like the early numbers are going to be impacted by how the, the by them being the 30th ranked defense. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to have caught up to the fact that they've been the best defense in the league the last two weeks. This Blazers team cannot stop them. Like this is a game where if you want, I may just play, I'm just going to play the Memphis team total over. Yeah. Like that's going to be the play, right? Because we're looking at Memphis is a four and a half point favorite. The team total is going to pop at. We're looking at. Stop in the action app. I have to do the math on it. 
I mean, I'm guessing we're looking at probably two thirteen. Probably gonna be like yeah, like one thirteen. Yeah, one thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Let's call it one thirteen. I think they put up one twenty on this Blazers team. Yeah, they can't get stops, right? Like, there's only two outcomes here. The, the Grizzlies put up a huge number and win, or the Grizzlies put up a huge number and lose. Those are the only two outcomes here. The Blazers are not, are not winning this game in a slugfest. Yeah, they sure aren't. <laughs> so I'm going to be on the over. I'm going to probably play the, the Grizzlies team total over as well. What do you think about the Grizzlies in this spot? I mean, I love it. Like, I, I can't believe I, – I, this is one that really stands out to me. Like, as soon as we get off of this call, I'm going to hit it because I can't believe that the Blazers are minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm struggling with that too. And it's just, it's one of those things that maybe I need to dig into it a little bit more, but I, I don't quite understand it. But no, I mean, obviously, no CJ, right? Jaron is, I think, is he questionable or is he, no, he's back because he played last night. Yeah. Like, it's just Ja. I mean, obviously, you have Dane back in the lineup and the Blazers are at home, which is a tough place to play. But I mean, we saw the other night. I was on the Minnesota Timberwolves the other night against mm-hmm. the Blazers, and they just had no like they had the lead down the stretch, and they just had no answer for D'Angelo Russell on switches, and it just was. What do you have the side at? I have the Grizzlies as one point. Actually, I have the Grizzlies at, a, at about yeah about one one and a half point favorites. Yeah, um, I've got. I will say for full season adjusted, vert, my my power ratings. I've got Blazers minus zero point six, so I'm still showing value on it, right? I'm still showing that point of value um, matchup base though. I've got, I've got the Grizzlies as a big, as a big favorite. Um, so I'm going to be on Memphis in this game. I will say like, that's been when my model has been good. That's usually been when it's been at its best is it's performance versus um, when it's got the other team favored. It actually has done pretty well. So uh, I'm going to be on Memphis in this game. I think I, part of the reasons why we're probably seeing this total a little bit so low is because obviously the players are on black back to back. Yeah. So I think maybe that's probably, maybe I should be jumping on the Grizzlies like right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm as soon as we get off of this, I'm, I'm going to do that. Speaking of, we're going to get off and we'll be back on Friday with a Friday happy hour with Brandon Anderson. Thanks for joining us on buckets. Make sure to download the action network app, to track all your picks. You can find this show on YouTube. If you want a video version of the show, we're back every Tuesday at seven o'clock to break down the slate for Wednesday workshop for professional better Raheem Palmer. I'm NBA senior writer, Matt Moore from the action network. Thanks for joining us on buckets.